I was so scared of failing that I gave 200%. I didn't want to fail myself and I didn't want to fail in front of my kids. And I, many times I wanted to give up and tell you now, you know, for the first time, it made me feel I'm totally complete now. I've got that inner strength and confidence to know who I am now and take that journey that I always wanted to. When I was in school, a teacher said to me, Narita, I don't know where you're going to end up. You're probably not going to finish school. But I did finish school, but very poorly. But now look at me. When you think about making a new career happen, or really making anything new happen in your life, usually there's no shortage of hurdles to get over. But when those hurdles start in primary school, with the adults around you telling you what you can't achieve, that isn't just tough luck, that's injustice. I'm Mary Bolling and this is CQ University's How to Change a Life. And today we're hearing from a Cairns mum and proud First Nations woman committed to overcoming injustice, even if it means facing fears and a whole lot of hard work. In the spirit of reconciliation, CQ University recognises this episode was recorded and produced on the traditional lands of the Gimoy Wallaburra Yindinji people in Cairns and the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation in Melbourne. We pay respects to their elders past and present and their life-changing connection to country and culture. My name is Narita Davis and um, I live in Cairns and I... I'm a qualified solicitor now. It's really humbling to say that because it took me a damn long time to do it. <laughs> so let's start at the start of that damn long time when Narita, with two young kids and a husband and a busy work life in the business restructuring division at BDO North Queensland, decides to become a solicitor. And that big, brave career decision doesn't just happen. It actually comes from Narita making a big, brave life decision. At the age of 35, I was encouraged to meet my um, siblings. My father was Indigenous and I mustered up the courage to find them and I located one of my brothers in Brisbane and then I met them all, most of them, sorry, in Ipswich and Pergamission Anyway, after having that meeting with them, you know, for the first time, it made me feel I'm totally complete now. I've got that inner strength and confidence to know who I am now and take that journey that I always wanted to. So I literally remember when I got off the plane and the next day in the Cairns Post on the Saturday they had an article from CQ University saying they're encouraging Bachelor of Law students. And I said to my husband, I said, oh, that's going to be me. <laughs> and then he looked at me and goes, good on you, go for it. That inner strength and confidence that Narita feels, that's self-belief. And Narita's built it despite a lifetime of people around her not believing in her. When I was in year four, a teacher said to me, Narita, I don't know where you're going to end up. You're probably not going to finish school. And, yeah, he wasn't right. I did finish school, but very poorly. 
and that was the choices I made because I was rebellious and I hated it. But now look at me. So that teacher kind of, it was always in the back of my mind thing, you know, <laughs> I cannot use the right verbs I want to say, but take that, you know. Um, don't ever judge a book by a cover because you don't know what's going on in their life. And only when the time is right, when you believe in yourself, is when you can make that change. So starting uni and her dream of becoming a solicitor is Narita's chance to prove people wrong. The people who said she couldn't and wouldn't achieve anything. But it's also about standing up to injustice. Like the injustice of a little grade four being told she isn't good enough. And so much other injustice that Narita is seeing all around her. Growing up, I'm 46 now, and I always remember seeing Lenny Chamberlain on the TV with the Zaria Chamberlain case. And I saw Uncle Eddie Marbo growing up. I grew up in Townsville and saw his journey because a close family friend of mine and his Auntie Netta, his wife and his children, so we're quite close to them. So I saw all the legal proceedings taken in front of me and I thought, well, that looks really wonderful to and I could also see injustice, but I also could see the solicitors and that portraying that they were helping. Um, and my mum used to work at the drop-in centre in Townsville, which is helping homeless people. And that made a really big impact on me. Look, I'm around a lot of wealth at my job because I work in a beautiful floor firm. It's flash building. There's so much wealth. I sometimes feel bit misplaced because people say oh where did you grow up Narita I was like well I grew up in Townsville I grew up in the Bronx <laughs> in Townsville and I'm proud of that and I guess that earthly beginnings of a life of extreme poverty I grew up and I'm not embarrassed to say that and I'm very proud to say that it brings me down to a very down-to-earth level that no matter what money you earn we're still people. So with helping people in mind, Narita starts by getting some help herself, enrolling in CQ University's STEPS course. That's Skills for Tertiary Education Preparatory Studies. That free pathway program gives students a chance to gain direct entry into their degree without an ATAR or after a long time away from studies. Now, Narita grabs that chance with both hands. In the first term of 2012, Steps has her tackling her first ever uni subjects. And by second term, she's all systems go in her Bachelor of Laws. It's a big transition and it doesn't come easy. I'd always go to the campus and I'd come in with black eyes, like as in tiredness and juggling two kids and a husband and working and doing all those law books, my whole house was disrupted from my textbooks everywhere I went. Even waiting the school pickup, I'd be reading textbooks. Um, but I was really so scared of failing. I was so scared of failing that I gave 200%. I was just incredibly scared of failure because I didn't want to fail myself and I didn't want to fail in front of my kids. And I many times I wanted to give up and tell you now, but I knew I couldn't because I'm a very stubborn person. So Narita knows she's got the stubbornness to stick it out, but there's a few other skills she still needs to nail and that means facing some big fears. Your confidence, your strength is in yourself. You've got to believe in yourself. 
And I knew that I could, but I didn't know how I was going to get there. So I just kept on going one step forward. But the biggest thing for me, I had a, I struggled initially with law in the first few subjects, as anyone would, I guess. And I got a tutor and I could not do public speaking. There's no way I was the most incredibly shy person you could ever imagine. And he said to me, he says, Narita, if you can't get up into a, in a room, you will not be a good sister. So, and then I had Professor Bronwyn Fredericks, I'm still good friends with now. She was a First Nations Chancellor at Rockhampton. And she really took me under her wing, as well as Jodie DeGunn George here and the Vice Chancellor here in Cairns. And they kept on prodding me and saying, you can do it, Nareen, you can do it, because I'd bring, I'd drop the kids off at school and drag all the books into the university and sit there on my lonesome (laughs) and study, study, study. That's all I ever did. And I had one night off and that's, I was dedicated to that two in the morning every day, every night. Um, It was grueling. But when I started seeing that I can achieve it through the support of my family, the university, and even the lecturers, they were really good. And I guess the biggest thing for me is putting my hand up saying, I don't know what I'm doing. Or can I have some help, please? And not pretending something you're not and swallowing your pride. And I still do that today in my job. Asking for help is tough, but soon Narita's getting distinctions and high distinctions and all those late nights and fear-facing are paying off. And soon it's Narita being asked for help and saying yes helps show her how far she's come. It's interesting because when I finished my degree, I was granted the Associate Vice-Chancellor Medal. And then they said, oh, Narita, can you give the graduation speech? (laughs) So in front of thousands and thousands of people, and I'm like, and it was live streamed. And I always remember when I was giving that speech, I got up and they had to get a little box for me to stand up on because I'm I'm really only short. I'm only about four foot six. And I couldn't even really see over the lectern because I'm so short. And I thought, wow, I made it. I did it. And I was really happy. Of course, the work doesn't end at graduation. After that graduation and her speech on the box in 2017, Narita completes her graduate diploma in legal practice to become a solicitor and then more studies to be admitted to the Supreme Court. And in 2021, all that work is recognised as Narita's named Queensland Law Society's First Nations Solicitor of the Year. Well, that's a big honour. Narita says finally achieving her dream has other big perks too. I still pinch myself. I said to my husband only recently, I said, oh, my God, I can't believe I did it. I've got all this time to watch Netflix now. <laughs> I've got all this time to do nothing on the weekends. and that. And um, But with that being said, Mary, I, I'm on a lot of boards um, and not profit boards as well. Um, so even though I'm no longer studying, I fill up my time to help other people in that respect. Yep, we're back to helping people. Through all those years of study and struggle, Narita never loses sight of the reason she set out to become a solicitor. And the way she helps doesn't begin and end in the courtroom. She's also making a difference for the next generation of young kids doing it tough. Just don't tell her that she's trying to inspire them. I personally don't think it's really inspiring personally I just think it's me because I always so inspiring it's like well not really I'm just a mum just winging it like but 
for me, I just am very, very, very down to earth person. So when I have to go to the schools, sometimes the schools I go to, you know, not being derogatory, are very from very low socioeconomic schools. These are kids I can see myself in them. I thought I was that kid in the front row with no shoes on. That was me. So when I go, they put on these flash things and funny morning teas and that, and I just walk up and I just wear a shirt and jeans and. Sometimes I even just take my shoes off and sit on the floor with them. Like, and like, oh, miss, but you're a lawyer. It's like, yeah, it doesn't matter if I'm a lawyer or an accountant. It doesn't matter. I'm just a mum. I'm just a person. So, but interestingly enough, and when I do the tutoring as well, I, um, I learn from my students. I love them. I, I wish I could give more. And I got a beautiful email um, last year from a year 11 student who'd been year 12 now, and she said, I was ready to quit school and because of your speech, Narita, I'm going to finish year 12 and I'm going to go to law school. You know, and th- those little emails I get or little snippets of comments or come back, come back, please, uh, I find it really special to help them. Believe in yourself because I was them once. And I try and when I talk to the kids, I try and also give a bit of a message to the teachers. Like, yeah, these kids might be acting up in school, but you don't know what's going on in their home life. You don't know the dynamics behind there. So they're actually really crying out for help. They want to pick up some confidence from someone, be a lending ear, give them a feed, give them some sort of happiness, buying a set of crayons or pencils or having a, have a cup, a cup of cordial with them. You don't know what's going behind them. So just that one unkind comment from a person, not an adult, can make a very sad impact upon someone. But we just got to leave a footprint of change, as in a footprint of hope, and give someone your time. That's the biggest thing, just sitting down and giving them time. So when I sometimes I give talks, I just sit on the floor with them because I don't like standing up there preaching to them. Narita has lived the difference. Just a bit of belief and encouragement can make to one life. And she's determined to make that difference wherever she can. And at her work as a solicitor for national legal firm Holding Redlich, that means being prepared to ask for a role that aligns to her values. When I was offered this position at a national law firm, I thought I was scared out of my wits, to be honest with you. But to be true to your heart and spirit and yourself... I'm very stubborn that I will not do something that I feel doesn't make me rewarded in a good way. I'm not talking about financially. So I believe there was no real position for me in the pro bono sector as a sister doing that full time. But I said, that's what I want to do. (laughs) So they listened to me. Pro bono, for those people who don't know, is basically as a solicitor, you're encouraged to do at least 35 hours a year work for nothing to help people who are in vulnerable need and I thought well that's totally me (laughs) I don't want to get the help the rich get richer I'd rather help the poor and the people who are struggling like homelessness and drug addiction etc and I was like put my hand up and said can I work in your division and purely in that division and that's where I'm in You can hear in her voice, Narita is where she wants to be and where she needs to be. 
And she's in a very different place to where she was 10 years ago, taking those first steps into her degree. But so importantly for her, the people that she started with, her family and the disadvantaged communities she's so determined to help are still front and centre with her too. The biggest achievement for me was to see my kids watching me and my husband. And like I was told once when I started law school, someone said to me, Narita, that can make or break a marriage. And if anything, having the strength of my husband and my family really concreted everything in my world. I feel very honoured to be able to do that degree. And I'm on, I've actually asked her to start doing a master's, but my boss said to me, <laughs> he said, no, no, Narita, just hold back for a while, you know, just enjoy having your time for you. So I guess my biggest... But that's on the horizon drive was never to succumb to other people's wants what they wanted me to be I want to be a person of help so I've never let that stray from my inner spirit and ethos and I'm not a religious person I'm just saying I didn't work for all those studies of years of study in hex bills and missing out on my kids special birthday parties etc to work in a job I didn't want to do as a solicitor. So every day I walk that path of helping. And I know people roll their eyes and probably think, oh, it's so corny. But for me, that's enough for me just to do that. Narita Davis there, reminding us that it's never corny or unimportant to follow what's in your heart. Narita is a senior accountant at BDO North Queensland and a solicitor with Holding Redlich Lawyers. And for everything she's achieved, Narita is CQ University's 2022 Alumnus of the Year for Early Career Achievement. To learn more about CQ University's supportive pathways to study, visit cqu.edu.au slash steps or head to cqu.edu.au slash law to learn about CQ University's flexible study options for your law degree. You've been listening to How to Change a Life by CQ University Podcasts. Their music is Wings by CQ University alumnus Tristan Barton. Check out more of his work at tristanbartonmusic.com. If How to Change a Life has got you thinking about where you're headed, we'd love to hear. Follow CQ University across social media where you can see highlights from all our episodes and you can subscribe to How to Change a Life wherever you get your podcasts to hear a new story fresh every Thursday. And for more inspiring people, stay in your podcast app where you can listen back to the first season of How to Change Your Life to hear life-changing stories from inside prison to business startups, on our beaches, in migrant communities, on dangerous long-haul truck routes and in our stressed-out construction industry. Next episode, when a first volunteer shift with St John's Ambulance ignites a lifelong passion. And I remember going home and I devoured that first day textbook. I, got, I read the entire book cover to cover overnight and it just clicked. I thought, oh, this is really interesting. Um, it makes sense and I enjoy it and I want to learn more about it. And since then, I've just kind of followed the dopamine. That's next week on How to Change a Life. Till then, stay safe and have a life-changing day. Mm-hmm.